I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Dude, they did it. It was destiny. As Joe, as Joe said, as we had thought, as we had hoped, Kiefer Sykes, he had to come into the game early uh, due to an injury from DeAndre Kane. He looked like he pulled a groin, and he didn't disappoint, racking up 21 points and the Elam ending game winner as Bayheim's Army captures the TVT title for the first time after seven years. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback, and we will take care of all of the other news normally that we would do in the beginning of the show. We will take care of some of that stuff at the end of the show because this really... I wish could just be about the TBT and uh, how awesome this tournament is and Bayheim's army. And if I could change just one thing about last night would be the freaking start time of this game at nine o'clock <laughs> would be the only thing yep. I would change. Uh, and possibly uh, maybe, you know, uh, a, more of an ass whooping. But at the end of the day, when you win a close one like that, it makes it just that much better. Right. So, yeah. Uh, you know, with that said, with that said, I mm. tried to find some interviews from people. There was a post game press conference, but uh, you know, Devo being the heart and soul of this thing is fitting. Let's hear what Devo had to say after the game. Hughes Nation, you already know. You already know. Seven years, we got here, and we did it. It's for y'all, though. We appreciate it, man. For real. No, I just, I, for real, I, I just feel good, for real. I feel good. I appreciate all the support from everybody. Coach Bayheim. Miss Bayhive, Buddy Man, G Mac, Griff, Red, they all here. It's Q's fan. That's how we do. This is the best university in the world, Syracuse. Come on, man. You have worked on this for so long, so many years, to finally see it come to fruition. What's going through your heart right now? 
Man, my family in there, my mom, my sister, my niece, my nephew. Man, it mean a lot, man. Well, I don't want you to miss the bracket celebration, so I'm going to direct you back here right now so you can be part of this with your team. Congratulations, Eric. Appreciate Thank you for your time. Man, it's a good feeling, man. For real. Like, it, 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 like besides the money, but, like, just all the hard work. Nobody sees, like, behind the scenes. Like, I don't play ball anymore. I've been playing ball for, professionally for six years. So, like, three months before this, i got to make sure I'm, I'm getting after it. And, man, the whole family, like, that's my family. Like, Julie, Coach, Buddy, Jimmy, Sissy, like, I've known them since I was 17, 18 years old. I'm 34 years old. Like, they always been in my corner, man, through everything. So I just, like, like all this is family, bro. You know what I mean? Like, the fans, like, that's what makes it so special. You know what I mean? Like, we're, it's not for us. It's for all. Look at this, man. Man, this is love, man. There's nothing like Syracuse in, in, in the country, man. Like, I'm just happy to be a part of it. All right, the Devo montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room app. Go there, get a freaking email address, get a freaking password, and get a freaking username, and go there. That is how you can get on uh, uh, this show live and during our fan feedback segment. And, you know, football season's coming up. Okay, it only takes a second to download this thing, okay? But I've been telling you guys about it for quite some time now. So it's time to get after it. Um, go there, iOS or Android stores. You can, uh, you can follow a bunch of different topics. You can follow uh, sports, politics, pop culture, music, gambling, uh, racing, whatever. Whatever you want, it's there. And you don't have to just follow someone. You can start your own thing. If you're into chess, why don't you start a, a chess channel? That's what Joe was thinking about doing. And if you beat him to it, you beat him to it. You know what I'm saying? So go there, iOS or Android store. Download the Spotify Green Room app. It's really cool. You can get on there. You can find us at Sean Space Cuse Militia or just Cuse Militia. Look, Michael's found it. Michael's found it. Okay, you've heard Michael on the show. Um, you know, we, we'd, like a, we'd, like some, we'd like a mix. All right? It can't just be Michael. It can't be the, the Sean, Joe, and sometimes Michael show. Okay? <laughs> so... Uh, go there, download the app, get ready for football season with us by doing that. So, we appreciate all of you for doing so. Alright, so, look. Um, an amazing game, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, this thing um, did not disappoint. Bayheim's Army, nope. they have the grip on the typical Syracuse basketball tradition of giving us all chest pains. Right. Uh, Tyrese Rice, he was rightfully named the MVP of the tournament. Hats off to him, obviously, for what he did for us, especially in the last two games leading up to the championship uh, that we went over, uh, you know, the last time we were here when those two games were amazing. And he took control of those. But it was Kiefer Sykes turned to uh, shine last night. And shiny did scoring six out of the eight points in the Elam ending. And, you know, I wouldn't normally do this, but I will say that Joe and I, we're kind of on the outsider's bandwagon before the, the, the tip of this tournament. And as we talked about them putting this um, team together and throwing everything at it, including the kitchen sink, to finally um, get a championship out of this. And with the talent that we've had with our, with our Syracuse players, and I feel like the addition of, of Sykes, Kennedy, Kane, and Rice was just – I mean, a perfect fit. I mean, obviously, with capping it off of the championship and the main man, thanks to Eric Devendorf, 
Uh, I know it makes me happy. It makes all of you happy. A fan favorite to see him finally win this thing before he's pretty much going to be bowing out. Will he be involved in it in the future? I don't know, but I'll be willing to think so. If Beheim's army is going to be around, I don't think they're just going to win the championship and disappear. I would hope not, but uh, he did a lot of the recruiting. We talked a lot about that, and he's going to bow out of, of this type of basketball. And on top of that, it, Tyler Lydon is also – Battling some injuries, he battled some injuries through NBA last year, and um, he was obviously through this tournament. He's going to get some right. surgery, and he's pretty much done too, Joe. So, um, you know, enough can't be said for Eric, but as a team, I think that um, this couldn't have been any better. What a great group of guys! Whenever someone needed, whenever someone needed to step up, they did. And numerous times, it was yeah. different people. Yeah. So, yep. And, and I think they're, the, the, you know, the fans had an issue with this because we've done it before and it hasn't paid off, you know, with Jordan Crawford and some of these other guys. Uh, so when we go outside the Syracuse family and then we still don't do anything or aren't successful, don't go far um, or, you know, take a, just a bunch of bad shots. Um, and and, and then, last night wasn't great with shooting. It was probably our worst shooting night of the tournament, I think. Really? I thought it was like, yeah, I thought it I thought it was. 38% I think. Hmm. Um maybe it maybe it wasn't, but it felt like I thought, it. I thought I thought I thought we didn't shoot that well on Sunday, but either way, you know, to play those games and and also some of these guys are a little bit older, you know, Tyrese Rice is 30 what 4 and I think DeAndre Kane and, and DJ Kennedy are in their 30s. Uh so realistically, you know, you talk about Leiden not playing or coming back. I'm sure Devendorf will be a part of it, but um you know, maybe he'll be a player coach and just an emergency type stuff. Who knows? But, uh, you know, come next year, if they're going to want to, you know, come back and, and repeat, um, go for two in a row, then definitely there's going to have to be um, some more additions. And, you know, who knows what the situation is going to be with some of these guys. I mean, Kiefer Sykes, he got a 10-day contract, I believe, with the Indiana Pacers. He signed yeah. it right after the game. Yeah. So, um I mean, if he's in the NBA, he he won't be back. You know, you never know. So, and that's just that's just what's great about this tournament. You know, I know that, um, you know, Noons or whoever had some type of uh, story about that and how like just like people like Kiefer Sykes, his situation, or like Tyrese Rice and stuff coming into this tournament and showing themselves. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Chris McCullough didn't get a phone call about some type of summer summer league thing. Um, but you know, Kiefer. Kiefer Sykes, he, he got a, a, a contract. He got another look by playing in this tournament, um, coming in, playing hard. And, and it's, it's on ESPN and ESPN2. All our games are on ESPN or ESPN2. Yeah, and this is this tournament's a tryout for to get back in or to get in, period. Yep. And this happened multiple times, you know, and even if it's just a look, you know. A lot of times somebody like him at 27 and already gone over, overseas because he didn't make it in the NBA, like a lot of times those guys, unless you're – really like putting up MVPs and stuff like that over another, you know, good leagues, then NBA really doesn't look at you like that. So those guys just get buried. And uh, sometimes it takes something like this to open up some scouts or other people's eyes um, and, and give yourself an opportunity. So obviously he's gotten better since uh, college and yeah, dude, just great games, man. Great games. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, when DeAndre Kane got hurt, I knew I saw the groin. I'm like, all right, he's not coming back in. And uh, I thought we were going to lose. Yeah. But 
when he needed DJ. to be helped to the chair, um, uh, I, it, yeah. it, it wasn't great. So, so I, yeah. I, we talked earlier. Muscles. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, muscles are muscles. You know, you can't take some type of cortisone shot or some type of, like. Once a muscle's gone, it's a certain certain degree of a pull or a tear. There's nothing you can do. So, you know, you, you could tell that he wasn't going to come back, and I thought, huh. So, but hey, Kiefer Sykes stepped up. DJ Kennedy probably had the best game um, of the whole tournament. You know, 11 points, eight rebounds, and hey, we out rebounded him still. You know, we kept the turnovers under 10. I uh, had one more than them still, but second um, chance but, points too was huge again, 15 to four. Yep. So those are those main little things that are going to get you, you know, a victory in, in these things. I just, I just couldn't believe how that, how the game ended. I know. So all, all those last three games, the, the Saturday, last Sunday. Yeah. The last three games being decided by, um, well, geez, I was going about to go down a road. I don't remember, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, Devo sitting out last game and us coming on the show last time and wondering, well, what, what's going on with Devo? Is something wrong? And, you know, uh, we both we both had an inkling that you said it was probably a matchup thing. It, well, it was a matchup thing. And I said, well, maybe he's resting up. And he was resting up. So it was those two things. That's why he sat out. That's a, That was right. reported by ESPN before the game last night. So, hey, they're going to need him. And, and, you know, when Devo came in in the first quarter, when they needed a spark, he added it. He had a three, like, almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and added that energy and added that the, the Devo attitude and put it in there and put it out there. Tyler Lyde, knowing what he's going through now, I might have been a little hard on him earlier in the tournament. Obviously, right. I, I didn't know, but uh, it makes a lot of sense now. He's still, he still chipped in, man. He did a great job. Six, six points and four re- rebounds. Seems like he was always down there fighting for something uh, pretty much the last three games. And, um, you know, Malachi Richardson kind of fell off the fell off the the planet after the first game in 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 a, in a kind of sort of way, but no. uh, um, you know, Tyrese Andrew Rice White came in and hit a three. That's right, he did. He had a little spark that too was, immediately. Yeah, when we were down and they came in, I think that was when you know uh, Devo came in and him, and they both hit threes. I, I don't know if it was back to back, but it was real close. So um, yeah, it was. It was close. Um, and That's what this team has done all all tournament. Yeah. Different people have stepped up and just played their part, but the main guys have it's very kind of carried time, us through. Very timely with with a lot of that, and like I was saying, but um, you know, just all in all, you mentioned DJ Kennedy. He's been solid. He's been solid. Ten points, four rebounds. Ten points, five rebounds. Ten points, eight rebounds. I mean. Just doing his part all the whole tournament, you know, just solid. Never, never shined like, like, like obviously like Sykes did last night or Tyrese Rice has, but right. um, just, just a great team effort pretty much by everybody. And um, what a freaking exciting thing to watch. And, you know, uh, you mentioned, you know, we, you, you didn't think it was, you didn't think it was going to be, or you were worried, let's say when, when um, DeAndre Kane pulled a groin and, you know, Sykes came in and he was active, man. He, he these guys make the most out of most of their minutes most of the time. Okay, no one does it all. Yeah. Not everybody does it all the time, but you know, um, he came in and took over. And I got to be honest, I didn't wasn't real worried until until Chris McCullough's three in the Elam ending rimmed out. Like it doesn't get any freaking closer than that. <laughs> and well, that thing and popped out. Was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, that popped out. Um, Eric, what's his name? 
Eric um, Eric Griffin went down to the other Griffin. end. Yeah, and tried tried to do the same thing, hit a three, uh, and and his rimmed out too. So, man, just a struggle at the end. We're going back and forth, a couple missed buckets on both ends. They, each defense got a couple stops, and um, the way that the refs they just put their whistles in their pocket and let them freaking play the game. Uh, mm-hmm. It got it got a little crazy towards the end, man. And then so you're up on the edge of your seat, and then uh, then. Um, uh, Kiefer Sykes hits that three pointer, and I mean, dude, all hell broke loose at my house. I mean, so, uh, oh yeah, like like oh, I was saying, how many times did you watch that video? Oh my gosh, I, there was uh, well, I watched obviously. I went right to Twitter uh, after the game, and it was posted almost immediately. And there's so many different angles out now, man. It's so, it's so good. It was so good. And I will, I, I got to mention too, since we're talking about it, there's an angle that shows it kind of from uh, looks like maybe. It looks like um, you know a bench, one of the benches. Um, I think believe that would have been Team Twenty Three's bench. I think, but uh, anyway, um, Devendorf immediately goes and um, kind of consoles uh, Eric Washington instead of celebrating immediately. Like he went, you know, he's right next to him. He's like, you know, whatever he said, you know, you saw him wrap his arm around him. But uh, that's just the player he is, man. It's just the guy he is. He's he's all fight, but. At the end of the day, you know, good sport. Yeah. Let, you know, gave the dude, dude his credit and, and then went and celebrated with his team while everybody else was over there. So I thought that was a classy move. Yeah. And you could tell that he just was so just in the moment when he got, when they put him out, out on the court to get interviewed, you know? He's got your family there. He's been wanting to do, you know, to win this quick 80 grand real quick, you know? And, yeah. um, you know that he's he doesn't know what to say. You know, no, so he <laughs> so. so he just said shit, shit. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Think so, that was because he, he got grabbed and he knew he was gonna have to do an interview. He did. So I mean, he, when you just win that money like that, you know, sometimes words don't always come out best. But no, no, I don't know. But it typical. That, uh, <laughs> typical. Yeah, that was yeah. funny. Shit. Yeah. So. so um, I'm just really happy, obviously, and, and all the Syracuse fans. And I even saw a couple of familiar faces, I think, in the crowd. So um, that's really cool, too. I know uh, our buddy on Twitter, uh, Kev Nash, uh, he lives in, in Dayton and, and may or may not have been there, but he definitely went to the quarterfinals game, I believe. So, you know, Cuse showed up last night, too, man. He got handed to the fans. They they And I know some of them traveled because there's a couple of faces I saw that I think are from Syracuse, almost positive. And they showed up and they were loud. They did a good job of of getting loud. They did. They you know you've heard through the tournament the clapping at, at the at the beginning of the first quarter and the beginning of the third quarter. So yep. uh, hats off to all the fans that that stepped up and made the trip there. Uh, that's that's awesome. I wish I wish I could have been there for that. Obviously, that would have been amazing. So and if you yep. didn't get your your Bayheim's Army TBT Championship T-shirt. You still can, I believe, at TBT uh, or thetournament.com. They sell it there. So uh, I got okay. one. Okay. I got one. You'd be a whole lot cooler if you got one, Joe. And trust hey, me, so if did, someone um, needs cool points, it's you. What? what I you? don't care about those. Um, was it Obviously. just me or did, did Jim Beheim pretty much anoint those four players as like part of the family last night? Oh, he did. He pretty <laughs> much said it, right? He said we adopted That's, them. Yeah. I'm... Oh yeah! Right. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens. So I mean, 
At what point in the tournament did you think fans were cool with it? I mean, other than the fact that we probably lose the I mean, first game without him, but uh, let's just throw that out the window. Like, how far do you think that we would have had to have gone before, you know, to, to where fans were going to be okay? Like, if we would have just, like, won, like, two games and lost the third game or one game and, and lost the second game. Yeah, well, like you I said. Like the, the, the fans would have been like, oh, you know, the experiment didn't work. This is why we just got to stick with Syracuse guy, you know? I would have to say going to the championship then because you could point to the quarterfinals game and say that, but, you know, that's, that's you know, you win that one. You're I mean, like, okay, you're starting to gain, gain steam if you're a non-believer, right? You're starting to gain steam if you're a little skeptical. But once you make it to the championship game after the semi or the, uh, yeah, the semifinals game, then now you're now you got to be a believer. Either you're a believer at that point or you're a hater. That's one or the other. There's no in between. Now I, I see. I, to me, it's like that Saturday game. Once we won the fourth game. And that Saturday game in the fashion that we did against the Marquette team that won last year. Yeah. I feel like th- that's the one where, you, where you, you, as a fan, you're like, okay, well, yeah, we definitely wouldn't have got this far without these guys. You know, like that's kind of – that's what makes sense in my mind. You know, I, I, I didn't mind it from the beginning because, you know, like you, to, you, to your point earlier, we both were kind of from the spectrum of that we got to kind of go outside of the Syracuse pool if we want to win this because of how – competitive this tournament's gotten now i don't know if this was a podcast or if it was a conversation we had but i believe we said this or mentioned it probably i don't know i don't know if we did because i gotta be honest the justin crawford thing left a bad taste in my mouth i was not jordan Jordan crawford yeah yeah i wasn't super happy about that um after i watched him play but these guys don't play like that bro oh no DeAndre Kane and DJ Kennedy been been buddies and teammates since high school. You know why they won a state right. championship, right? And then they then they win. I think DJ won four overseas elite championships, and DeAndre Kane won three or something like to that effect. But um, they know how to play together. They play together for a long time, and that's why it made me a little nervous when Kane went out with the groin injury. But at the end of the day, you know they really gelled as a team and you could kind of see it getting a little bit better, a little bit better. You got to remember what do they only practice? What two, three weeks before this tournament together. And mm-hmm. we got to remember too, Pascal Chuku was supposed to be there and he couldn't even get there. So, right. I mean, they were already down a guy, you know, coming, yeah. coming and, and, and I was worried about making up for Kane, for Kane's defense. And that's what I was worried about. Kane hasn't really been a, a big score, but he's just kind of scrappy. Fills the scrappy gets, Gets all the little yeah, stats and does all the, the stuff, all the hustle stuff that no one wants to do. Um, and his defense has just been really, really good. So when we lost that, I, I just thought, oh boy. Yeah, and he's long, and, and so he's got the he's handsy and stuff. So, um, yeah. Anyways, really awesome. I know all of you enjoyed it, and um, let's hear from you. Let's hear from the fans. Yeah. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, getting it ready for football season. So you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts. And when I ask for your thoughts, I say thoughts on the game with a question mark. I'm not asking you if if you have thoughts on the game. It's not a yes or no question. It's more of a, you know, give me your thoughts on the game. And I will not reword it. And I will not take the question mark out of it. 
It's going to stay just like it is. So if you're pretending like you don't know what I'm talking about, you're full of it. Okay? James? Zuba? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> anyway, let's head over to <laughs> Facebook. Michael, glad they finally got the monkey off their backs and got the win. Go orange. Yes. Seven years. We talked about it. Thank God. So happy for, for Devendorf and Ryan Blackwell and all of them, all of them. Belbies, the, both the Belbies, right? So, um, it's really cool. Uh, Adam Weissman obviously funded the whole thing. Uh, I believe if uh, he said if if Beheim's army wins, he's going to donate a million dollars to charities, and he's going to spread the love that yeah, way. So, local charities. Yeah. So not only did he fund the thing, but he's going to spread even more love. So hats off to him for that. That can't go unnoticed. So it's awesome. It's it's awesome. I mean, yep. um, when I woke up this morning uh, at four thirty because the rain pounding my house, I could not get back to bed. It didn't matter. I mean, I popped right up. I didn't go to bed till after midnight. By the way, that was tough. Uh, Zach, yeah. Z- Zach on the Facebook top fan. Uh, yep. If I if I knew if if the new additions weren't cues, then they definitely are now. I was supposed to go to bed by now, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen for a while. Uh, and by the way, my phone's cracked, so I have to manipulate the screen to get these screenshots. My phone. When I say my phone is cracked, it is cracked. Like everywhere <laughs> so anyway and that just happened yesterday yeah. i'm still yeah, getting that was me started. that was me that was me too was me last night how the hell do you get to like, bed after that no yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean eh. you don't and, and right and then and then like i said the rain is i was my a house little slow today oh my gosh man I, I was like just i was dragging I was, I'm dragging now. Now it's kind of, now is the time so, where it catches up. I was just going to say, it's still kind of him. <laughs> so, uh, Zach, yes. If the new additions weren't cute, then they are now. They definitely are. Absolutely. And I think that goes without saying. Uh, we welcome them oh, with yeah. open arms. I saw some Boston College accounts tweeting out to Tyrese Rice for getting the MVP and saying always, always the Eagle. And But, you know, hey, man, he's forever orange now, too. I think he's feeling the love, you know? He must. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, I watched these guys playing, and it's like I kind of wish that they played for us <laughs> in college. Like, I watched, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, like, I read them just like, man, I wish they would have played for us. <laughs> I know. Such great talent. And they're older, too, which is crazy. So, uh, Jesse, mm-hmm. top fan on Facebook. What a game. Sykes went off. Really happy for Eric. Was hoping he'd get the last shot with injury happening late. Now, Mello and Cuse need a championship in, 20, in 2022. Well, I mean, you know, Mello, what, signed a one-year deal with the Lakers, right? So yeah. we got to wait in some other league. I don't know the name of it. But we got to wait for him to. It's NBA. It, I, I, you broke up. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for that to end. But how awesome would that be? How old is he now? He's gotta be damn near forty years old, right? Is he? Um, no. Yes, dude. I mean, he was thirty-eight. What, He's thirty-eight. He was eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, and it was oh three. It's it's twenty-one. So right, eighteen and eighteen and okay, thirty-six. 36. I'm sorry, thirty-seven, thirty-six, thirty-seven. You're right. Okay. That's up there. That's up there. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah. That would be cool, though. That would be cool. 
And don't think it didn't cross my mind. Uh, Don, <laughs> Team 23 had two chances at two to win and didn't get it. They had to make that three, or I think we were done. Great job. So, Joe, we talked a little bit about this earlier before coming on. And we, you know, okay, so there was, there was beef, right at the cutoff of the Elam ending, Beheim's army had the ball with up by one with a chance for a shot and then to call a quick timeout and, and if they made it to go up by three. I think that was the right call. They ended up missing the shot and then um, Team 23 got the ball and they ended up calling the timeout. So they set the Elam ending there. Uh, the broadcaster said it was a strategic mistake. I don't think so because if you make it, you go up by three, you call a timeout, and then you you know you you know you're way ahead of the ball game, obviously. So, uh, um, right. with that said, there was a lot of scrumming, a lot of a couple of few missed opportunities for each offense, and Syracuse really stuck with trying to hit the three once they got to sixty-seven to try to avoid a second stop, and or multiple stops, whatever the case would have been. I think that was the right decision to keep chucking the three. And, and my wife's like, why do they keep doing that? I'm like, because they, they hit it, it's over. That's why. You know, I, I did not want Team 23 to have the ball. They made me nervous. The game was tight the whole, the whole, the whole night. Uh, I think right. they only their largest lead was six points. I mean, this did not even evolve into a double-digit lead for either teams. Uh, Bayheim's Army led by five at one point. Team 23 led by six at one point. It's too close, right? So you, you got to hit the three. Yeah. And they weren't hot from three, but I feel like it was the right choice. Right? Eh? Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, they only needed two, right? Yeah. That was 67 to 66. Right. So, I mean, it, I mean we tried to go for it. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. So, McCullough, yeah, he shot a three. That was yeah, a three so that rimmed out. Yeah. So, so, when they were four away and we were up one, I feel like we shouldn't have shot that that three. We should have probably went for two. Didn't then they scored to take the lead, and you know then that was when we got down to okay. Even if we get a bucket, we still got to stop them. So, I mean, can't can't get it twisted. I mean, the last three games we were one shot away from losing every single one of them. Yeah, multiple possessions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve, Any of those shots go in, we don't win this. We both we each team had one rim out, and it's only fair. Steve, Devo got his great team effort, free throws count, clutch, got clutch rebounds, all around great team play. I think they only missed one rebound, or well, one rebound, one free throw the whole game, and I think it was DJ Kennedy's. Yeah, uh, that was but, huge. But yeah, I mean, they hit their, their free throws, like we said, the second chance points, I think, come in clutch again um, with plus 11 on that, which is excellent, and they lost the... No, they won the rebound battle by six. So, I mean, no. that's what they did through the other games without those two things, especially the offensive rebounds and the putbacks. Obviously, uh, they, you know, that's another. It'd be another issue. We wouldn't be probably wouldn't be sitting here. Alex on yeah. Facebook. No. What? No. Right? You agree? Yep. Yep. Uh, Sykes MVP for sure, and everyone played well besides Richardson. Very disappointed with him in this whole run to be champs. Well. He had the one good game. He started game. off good. He started off good. And that is not to uh, de- deter anything he did after that. But he was he struggled after that. And, you know, 
let's be honest, Rice struggled last night too. You know, he got blocked a couple of times. Usually he can he's 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 talented enough to finesse some of those shots in the lane and the matchup with the height difference was as Joe pointed out in the pregame was obviously uh crucial. It was a struggle to begin with and they but they got around it. They ended up being able yeah. to figure it out. Well, and they had a you could tell they had a game plan to guard Tyrese Rice. Oh yeah, they shut him down. So Right. It wasn't just one guy that went in there and did it. They were help defense, everything like that. So, yeah, and they were a bigger team. Yeah. You know, harder to shoot over bigger teams, stuff like that. It's At- just, I mean, I'm more impressed at the, the defense, by the defense of, to, of them for this whole tournament. Yeah, they played great defense. They really did. Yeah. And just um, just talented on the boards, too. I don't know if we lost a battle of the boards the whole tournament. I'd have to look. I think we but t- tied one game, I believe. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's not losing. At Mahirio nope. underscore 10, who the hell thought I'd be screaming in celebration at Orange Basketball in August? Not this guy. What a game. What a game. Yeah. Uh, this is the – this thing This this thing is so sweet. I know you guys are probably sick of me saying this, but this tournament is so sweet, man. This gets me back in the mood, man. I mean, we are dead in podcast material for, what, two months you know what I'm saying? And we and we get to look forward to this tournament. In the last couple of years, we come on and we talk about one game or two games and a loss. No. And now we get to come on and talk about wins, wins, wins and a championship. That's freaking awesome, dude. It's so good. Yeah. So happy yeah. with it. Uh, at Tyndale underscore Dave, we won, but we were, we were damn lucky to do so. It was a dogfight from beginning to end. Yeah. I mean, look, you got to have a little luck sometimes. Okay. We had a lot of luck. We had a lot of luck. I, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me right now. I'm sorry, Dave. Nope. I don't care. <laughs> no offense. No offense. Uh, let's see what else we got. He, Jason on Facebook. Team Clutch only missing one foul shot tonight. Also was huge. Yeah, absolutely. Heather, what a game. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, I'm just happy. I'm just happy they were able to bag this thing and um, not lose one that that close, especially with that McAuliffe almost three. And because that's what I'd be going back to right now. It's the what if McCullough hit that three, you know. And so, hey, man, congratulations. (laughs) Heather Heather was louder than me. Was she? (laughs) I was cheering it. At the end of the game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You know, Amy, crazy. she's not exactly a loud person. She screamed, man. We all screamed. That was amazing. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you you take it for what it is, right? It's the basketball tournament, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it, it's it is a puff your chest out thing, but it's only a puff your chest out thing for us to talk about with one another. It's not like I know someone that's a fan of another team, right? You, you know what I mean? So, the, so it's a yeah. little bit different. The bragging rights are there, but it is a little bit different. You know, I mean, um, you don't get to boast as much, which is half the fun of winning in sports. Actually, I take that back. That's probably 90% of the fun of winning in sports is being able to. What, what's it? Huh? Being able to boast? Being able to boast a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know I, which I don't do, by the way. I don't do. But when you, if you, I live in. Virginia Beach, okay? I got you I'm surrounded by UVA, UVA fans, UNC fans and Virginia Tech fans, okay? You play a game on a Saturday and you win that game and you go out to the bar that night or you go out to the restaurant that night wearing your gear and you see someone else wearing Virginia Tech gear and you just beat them. 
they know. You don't even got to say anything. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's fun <laughs> right, like that. Yeah. It's fun like that. Yeah. So oh yeah, but uh, hey, I mean, and that's the thing. This tournament is in the what the seven years is. It, I mean, this it's so so popular now, and you're getting better teams, better players coming in every year. Uh, more viewership, biggest biggest crowd. I think they registered last night for the championship game. That is yep. attributed to the Syracuse fans. Obviously, I don't think there's any question about that. So yeah, and, and it's well put. It's well put together for very, something that just popped good. up seven years ago. I think the UM ending makes it tremendous, awesome. Yeah, because and obviously you know like Beheim spoke at halftime. He said he wouldn't want to have to deal with it or you know something like that with the UM ending. And that's because as a coach, if you have the lead, again, you want to work with what you got and you want to be able to milk, milk the clock. Minutes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And this, for this, you know, Elam ending forces the winning team to, to score eight points. Now you can't, you know, you can't just drag ass and let the shot clock run out and then just, you know, try to play good defense, you know, and run out the clock. Um, yeah. And- but also, also it's, it's, it's like perfectly scheduled as far as timing. As far as as, as far like, as in between sports, uh, oh yes. As yeah. far as midsummer, yeah. You know, I mean, you you don't have it goes down to, like during the same week as the NBA draft. You know, they're not even doing anything. They're starting uh, some. They don't start summer is. league till after that, right? And I then guess. it's going on really just with baseball and, and NASCAR going on. So it kind of just changes up a little bit of that summertime sports and, monotony. Hey, yeah, and 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 you know what. I don't know how many of you guys watch NASCAR, but NASCAR has been on a three week hiatus right now. They have a huge long three week break, which fit the tournament in just perfectly for me Uh, as someone who's a dedicated uh, race fan and I'll watch any race. And so, um, you know, it filled that void for me for sure. Perfect time. Absolutely perfect. So, yeah. And it was fun to watch those guys at the end too, with their families and with each other. And, you know, the, the, Winning that kind of money, no one really knows what people are going through. I mean, we, we learned, you know, we know what, what Devendorf does in, in, in the community and everything and how long he's been waiting for this. So we know as Syracuse fans, you know, we like that. You know, we learned about Tyler Lydon and how he's got to get surgeries. And this might be his, you know, retirement for, you know, his career because of injuries. And so it's, we want to see him go out. And everyone wants to see C.J. Fair and Andrew White and those guys win, you know. So, But everyone was skeptical of, of the other guys, the new guys coming in. And, you know, they proved to be high-character high guys, very high-energy guys. They knew how to win. Uh, we wouldn't have won without them. And, you know, they, they fit right in. They, it's, you know, we know that they went to other colleges and all that stuff. But, you know, when they were playing, it looked like they were part of the family. And like we said, Bayheim adopted them pretty much last night. Yeah. So I think it'd be really cool if, you know, we actually do have something, you know, maybe like something during a halftime of a basketball game this year at some maybe and, you know, have some to type honor of just, the team or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. You know? Yeah. I mean, I know, again, it's only the basketball tournament, but you know, to these guys, it's a huge deal. Cause I, yeah, to us, it's a huge deal. Right. I mean, can we agree? I'm not being over dramatic, Am I? It's a big deal to, no, well, to us. I think. I mean, we look forward to it every year, but I think the last couple years we haven't as much. <laughs> Fair, and I yeah. think that this yeah. kind of lit the, you know, because there was that one time, you know, I don't know what the third third year of the tournament or something where we made it to the semifinals. Yeah, we got beat by overseas by DJ Kennedy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. So that was the, you know, that kind of got us in there. And then we were, I think, expecting to, because we were always getting one seeds and stuff, expecting to yes, get to that. That's right. The that one point. seed. Yes. Constantly. You know, and yeah. right. 
And so we thought, oh, we're going to, as fans, oh, we're going to get to the quarterfinal, semifinal every year. We're going to, or, you know, we're going to be able to watch four or five games in this tournament. Like, not so fast because the popularity's gone up. Players are going in. They see, they see that it's legit. Yep, the talent. And again, like these players, do you get a quick 80 grand? I mean, they, they played a bass. They played six games in a week and a half. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, but it's a week and a half. You just made 80 grand. Yeah. Granted, we know that it's going to get taxed and all that stuff, but still. You figure, I mean, you figure it's probably that's annual it. salaries for that's double annual salaries for some just normal, you know, listeners and no, you know, yeah, middle class Americans. So at the end of the day, um, that's you're a taking home 40. Money. You take home 40 but, after the freaking government skims their share. Yeah. You know, no. maybe 50. But still, it's a lot. It's going to be a, a big chunk of taxes coming out of that check. But oh, anyway, yeah, to but your still. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. But um so anyways, to to close this out cuz we got a couple other things to talk about. Um like Joe said just to piggyback on what he said. It's well put together. Look forward to it. It's a clean the whole thing's really clean and organized and you couldn't ask for more. And I just hope that Beheim's army comes back with another team next year. And maybe, maybe, maybe Eric's wearing, uh, you know, the college shirt next year. You know, maybe he's on the bench helping coach full time and recruiting because he's the one that recruited these players. And he obviously knows what the hell he's doing. Bring it, bringing the guys. There's a lot of bro- there's a lot of Syracuse ties there, obviously, but you know, yeah, Devendorf, um. Yeah, he did a lot of that stuff, you know. Yeah. And he didn't have to work as hard this year and play so many minutes in so many games, and they finally got it. So, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. 
Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, so, all right, moving on quickly before we go. But first, oh yeah, that just queued right up. Okay. Look, you guys know. That we are live on the Spotify Green Room app. Please just go there. Just go there. It's not a big deal. Go to the iOS or Android store. Download the thing. Follow us. You can get notifications when we go live. You just need an email address, a password, and a username. You can follow us at Cuse Militia, Cuse Militia Sean, or Sean Cuse Militia. One or the other. I don't know. You'll find it. But anyway, you get notifications when we go live. You can do your own thing. You don't just have to listen to other people. You can do your own thing. Go there. Check it out. Download it. It's free. 
Download it. Put it on your phone, man. You got enough storage. I know you do. Doesn't take up that much room. Come on. Uh, all right. That was a late read. It should have been done probably 20 minutes ago. So my bad. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Quickly, Jawar Jordan Joe. He's going to transfer. He went in the transfer portal, and he's he's going to he's going to play for Louva. He's going to play for a rival school. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say I was a. That always makes it a little bit worse for me. I don't care what sport it is or what position it is or what caliber of player it is. Uh, you going in conference? I get. I mean, get a little butt hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Absolutely. Yeah. That's. You know, you look at you look at our running back room. Uh, it's pretty deep. And he had coming off an injury too, so that's probably why um, his announcement took so long. You probably want schools that want to make sure that he gets to some point medically. Uh, but yeah, the thought of him possibly being able to score touchdowns and do things against us in the future, considering that we play Louisville every year, um, yeah, kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth. But at the same time, off of an injury, a down year, in a situation where the running room, the running back room is so stacked that you're just going to be buried in the depth chart. Anyway, like I understand him, the move for him. Sure. It's a good move, but yeah. I doesn't mean I'm not going to have feelings about it as you. Yeah, exactly. And so, they'll be worse if he scores a touchdown against us in the near future. Unfortunately, normally we say we wish him luck, but honestly, I mean, I'm kidding. I wish him luck. Just not against us. I wish him luck. Yeah. Just not against not us. Against us. Exactly. That's fair. That's fair. I think that's legit. All right. So the other thing so. real quick, and we can hit it just as quick as that if you want, is that there's there was rumors flying Florida State and Clemson. We're, we're trying to. They reached out to the SEC to try joining that conference. Of course, we heard about Oklahoma and Texas starting this whole thing, and we're, everybody's worried about a realignment. Okay, just, just for the record, this came from Mike McAllister reported this. That's where I read it over at Syracuse SI, okay? And Kevin Bailey, hosted Clubhouse on WFNZ in Charlotte, tweeted, the source of that Clemson FSU report makes it automatically disqualifying and not one single person has offered a plausible way for any program from the ACC to walk away from 15-plus years remaining on the conference's TV uh, rights deal, okay? So who knows what validity this has. It doesn't sound like much. Um, Eric McLean, uh, he played for Clemson, right? Um, He tweeted, yeah, Via Clemson, because he obviously knows people there. This is via Clemson. This is not true. That's what he tweeted. Okay, so uh, yeah. you know, I, I I'm not buying it, but I will say Jay, Jay Billis had some thoughts on this, and that got me thinking about an ACC SEC merger. And um, beyond that, to broaden this out, Joe, just 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 spitballing here because that's this is all hearsay, and it's not been verified. And, you got the yeah, schools, I think you it's got, all hearsay. Yeah, you got the schools denying it, but it's fun to talk about. How about if you did an ACC-SEC merger or something similar to that where you have enough teams to split two conferences and do four divisions in each one and kind of set it up like almost like an like a mini NFL scale style season? Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, the NCAA, they're... Well, Coach, Coach Beheim came out and basically told them to go away. Right. In so many words, he was, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's something that we need. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. so then at the end of the day, I think that conferences and teams are starting to figure that out. Um, yeah, totally. Well, you got somebody in the end, you know, like the NCAA who's 
you know, there to protect you, protect the players and, you know, everything like that. But realistically, um, it's pretty corrupt. There's a lot of politics involved. And uh, I don't trust them at all. I don't trust their decisions. And and, and I don't really think that they care. I don't think they make decisions based off the well-being of the players and of teams and of stuff like that. So I would um, agree. There's a lot of bias that go with it, too. Um, I think that it's just a, it's just a, a body of power that is overreaching their. They are like the they're like the 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 fifth branch of government. Okay, yeah. I mean they're they're <laughs> seriously, and they're just as bad as as some of the other branches. So, uh, you know, it's just at some point these 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 conferences are going to realize well we don't need them. We got these TV deals like we don't need them. To, with all of this BS, you know, yeah. they'd be able to figure it out. No, I mean, I don't know what kind of can of worms that opens. I got to no, be honest. I just, and again, I'm just someone who doesn't like the NCAA, Joe. Everybody knows right, that. Yeah. I, I hate the NCAA. I always have. They've always been biased, I feel like, against Coach Beheim. So, um, not right. a Beheim apologist, but it, it's it, obviously, I think they're full of it. I think they're full of crap, uh, again, and I think they're biased. I, I, I like the analogy, same thing as like the government. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the, the people, they, the, the, the teams might need the NCAA for like some basic things. You know, they, they, they help them get some stuff done. But they don't need them to to, to, to control everything and, and be as powerful as, as they are. No. Um, so, again, they're going to have to figure it out, and they're probably going to have to come to some type of negotiations or something. Otherwise, you know, these teams are going to, you know, they'll go and they'll, they'll create their own. They can leave and they can go. And I just get worried because now it's, 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 now the, time, it's the time more than ever with all this stuff talking to where we need to win in some major sports and, and stay relevant because – when those things do happen, you don't want to be the odd man out. No, you don't. Still and stuck in the NCAA, limping back into a Big East conference or an AAC conference, playing against some of these other teams. No, and performance is going to get you where you need to be. And so, to to that being said, um, let's see what happens this football season because obviously the thoughts are being put in everybody's head, and it's only a matter of time before real moves are made, despite this probably being a bunch of crap, in my opinion. Yeah. It, it, the writing's yeah. on the wall. The writing's on the wall. So it's time to... Where there's smoke, there's fire. Exactly. So, so. people are talking about it, so it's starting to swirl around. So Yep. But yep. Uh, hey, also, I know that last the last episode we talked about Donovan Brown, the receiver that committed. Yeah. We talked about him being unrated and everything. Well, uh-huh. um, since then, um, again, you have to be a subscriber to see it, but there was a... Um, a story by Mike Curtis, um, Syracuse.com to where he is, is basically it's, uh, the name of it is it's, it says 2022 wide receiver Donovan Brown may be unrated, but he's determined to be successful at Syracuse. And there's basically still a story about, um, Reno Ferry, uh, you know, tight end and incident and slot receiver coach, um, going to a Penn state camp back in June. And, um, I guess this kid, Impressed. Um, impressed. You know, there was uh, something happened to where he was doing some kind of tour of some facilities or something. So he couldn't get in with like the first team. And when they were doing seven on seven, some drill or whatever. And he was talking about how, you know, when I get in there, I'm going to score three times in a row. And I guess he went in there, scored three times in a row. And, um, you know, the coaches were very, uh, very impressed with him. You know, one of the quotes in, in this, this uh, story 
It says, it's already impossible to guard me, Brown says. I haven't met anybody as of right now that can guard me, and when we put the pads on, it gets worse. So, <laughs> I, I, The, the determination is huge for me, right? If a player is determined, an athlete is determined, and they want to go out and they're going to prove themselves, they're either going to sink or they're going to swim, and you're going to know who they are fairly quick. And, yeah. and, so, and if you're determined and you're that determined, and he was, he was elated to be offered by Syracuse, by the way, and Syracuse scooped him up fairly quick, but he was excited about it. So, you know, I mean, naysayers motivate. Negativity motivates. He sounds like yeah. he might be one of those guys. No. So, I mean, that's, it puts a little bit more of uh puts more of the picture together as to why we offered him with right. no offers and everything like that. Right, and so. we got it. We got a, a year, obviously, before he's even on campus. But, um, you know. Right. Uh, um, so we'll see our boy, Malcolm Falk, who we actually interviewed. Uh, we don't do many interviews here, but we did interview him. Uh, he's finally going to play. I can't believe that was over a year ago now at this point. It's crazy. So mm-hmm. um, can't nope. wait. Can't wait for that. So, all right. So the big story of the week, besides Bayheim's Army winning a championship, mm. and, and this is why I didn't want to start the show with this, is that... Uh, Heavy sigh. Yeah, yeah. So Coach Q re- resigned, okay? And basically what Joe and I are about to divulge is a bunch of speculation, for the most part. But Von Reed has been named... Uh, the coach for the 2021-22 season. He's been on staff since 2011-2012. He's an assistant coach. So the players know him. I'm sure he's involved in in some of the recruiting and things like that. And he's going to take over. So I guess they're still going to look for a coach. It didn't. I guess it's interim, but they did say they did name him for the season. So they do have a replacement. But Coach Q is resigning. Joe, I tried to look up the athletic piece that you cited to me yesterday or the other day. And I had trouble, obviously, because I'm not a subscriber. So I couldn't find out really what was in it. But it seems to be some information that maybe should have, would have, could have came out before the resignation, I don't know if, what the deal was with that, but you, you read it, right? You know about it. I mean, I read parts of it, okay. and I know that it's um, it was more of um, a story about that. It was about um, about, did, so, about that um, article. So it had parts oh, of that article I in a story, okay. right? So, um, and essentially is a situation where um, – there's stories and there's um, some some of the victims, so to speak, are claiming that uh, they or some of the players are, are they're saying that they went and they talked to people. They tried to raise a red flag. Uh, Daryl Gross's name came up a couple, a couple different times, so it's interesting, you know, that he's not here anymore. Um, you know, it seems like he got out just in time, but um, they named multiple people. A lot of people I didn't even really know because they're in different positions and stuff that you know you don't really pay attention to it's just a sports fan um but i know that as of after that resignation and after that article came out i know that there's two of the um faculty that is named in that article uh have since left the school as well so um all that stuff that's coming from the investigation um that stuff's coming out and I don't know. It's just, again, it's interesting to me. Um, I mean, if you're, I don't know, maybe you can, maybe you got something 
different for it. But I mean, to me, it's like if there's an investigation going on and there's other things going on, I just don't. Unless these guys all just resigned on their own, I, I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that that they would get they would resign on their own. You know, it seems like it would be something that would have to either be forced or this all this stuff is absolutely right, and then we're gonna find all this stuff out in an investigation. You know, but what happens if an investigation goes on and and like all that some of that stuff that makes it real real bad didn't happen. Well, that's a you problem, know, and and that's why I mentioned when we when this first came up, we talked about due process, and I think everybody deserves to due process no matter what. I'm not a huge fan, and never have been. I came, I told you guys this when we talked about it. I was never a huge fan of Hillsman, but um, just the way he carried himself to me is full of hubris to me, and that's just my opinion. That doesn't make him a bad person. It right. doesn't make him guilty of any of this stuff. But an investigation no. is going to show whether some of this stuff is true or not. Personally, I find it hard to believe that some that some of the stuff isn't true. Now, to what degree? Because there's right. some there's some allegations that aren't really that big of a deal to me. You know, you flip a table and say you don't give a f about someone. I mean, okay, it's not nice, <laughs> you know. But no, I mean, no, I was freaking pop playing pop warner football berated in front of my team by coaches you know i mean it's just i don't yeah. i don't know i don't know like I, I don't i don't know man look there has to be some truth to something somewhere in my opinion we just talked right. about where, where there's smoke there's fire on a different level we we mentioned it now um the investigation will show right well it seems that the athletic has some kind of insider information on something and um, if if students were reporting stuff and nothing was being done about it, that's a that's a big problem. That's a that, the heads right. will roll for that. Besides the allegations, if that's true, and the school did that, that is going to be a huge problem. And and I yeah. think I think that now the now obviously the investigation's going to broaden. I mean, this could take forever. You know how these things go. Yeah. No, you know? it probably will. And again, there with this, there's so much smoke that, you know, I was just kind of saying that to be devil's advocate. You know, when you have all this, so many of those players transfer, you know, I mean, I think they had a decommit last week and then two more. Yeah, uh, two more transfers this week. No, tra- not transfers. They were freshmen coming in. They were top 50 freshmen. Oh, they decommitted. Okay, I'm sorry. They decommitted, or they're well. No, they're well. They're committed for this year, so they have to enter the transfer portal. So yeah. Oh, you're right. okay. But yeah. they still they haven't played a game, but they're enrolled in school. I got you. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, I get it. Um. So yes, yeah, so I mean that's fourteen, and you got to assume that that's gonna. It's gonna throw gonna, a wrench in things hurt, for hurt the program, right? For Von Reed, it puts him in a bad spot too. And he's just an interim. Yeah, and, and and is he going to start getting accusations hurled at him? Was he complacent? You know, because nowadays right. you're complacent in something, and you knew about something. Well, you're going to go down in a ball of flames too. Yeah. And well, I, I think what needs to happen is if there's not a shadow of a doubt that these things happened um, with the athletic and everything coming out, and if you're hearing stuff, I mean, John Wildhack being the guy he is, this wasn't under his watch. I mean, it was, I mean, but a lot of this stuff happened, you know, like they didn't go to him, right? I didn't see his name in any of that stuff. I saw Daryl Gross and everything. I think that, you know, when it started happening a couple years back, I think that's when um, they went, 
the players were going and trying to talk to people. But um, once, because in this article, I mean, they're they talk about how like they went to like Daryl Gross or some other people to kind of tell them some of the stuff that's going on to get them to try to fix it. And then in practice, you know, coach is talking about, so there's a rat in our team or, you know, you think you're going to be able to go and talk to them without them knowing or without them telling me like, so, I mean, not only was it like that these kids were going to these people to help, them out. but they were also turning around and going and telling the coach what these people are coming and trying to tell them right. um, to try to, you know, protect them or change some type of culture. So um, again, oh. this just to me seems like it's just, Well, if if that's the case, Joe, if that's the case, though, then they did intervene to some extent. Maybe they sat him down and freaking told him, hey, hey, man, this this, you can't be doing this stuff. You got these accusations. You got to be careful. You can't be going around saying, you know, you don't give a F about them or grabbing them around the pelvic region or kissing them on the forehead or flipping tables. You can't do any of that stuff. And then he, right, but he, if could, he never got. But if he never got knowingly or obviously punished for anything then it's going to look like to the girls, you know, and, 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 and yeah, the way that they were explaining it was the way that they were explaining it was more like he was bragging about it, like being cocky. Oh, like, oh yeah. You know, like I said, he's like they're, full of hubris, they're coming and guy. telling me they're coming in and they're coming and telling me, uh-huh. why are you going and telling them? But they're coming straight to me like that kind of stuff. So it doesn't seem, you know, the girls aren't going to think that these people are doing anything about it. But, um, again, you want to see someone get reprimanded. You want to see somebody, you know, get, you know, proof that they've been talked to and proof that, you know, they can't do this anymore. But it seemed like stuff just continued and it never got better. And at that point, you assume that someone's going to get fired or someone's going to get suspended and nothing like that ever happened. Um, I'm really surprised that it took this long for it to come out, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, So uh, it's just hard for me to believe that 12 people are like there's some conspiracy against this man and like 12 people because you know there are the t- what the, i mean um, tiana manjikahia stuck up yeah. for him um there was a there was a there was a, a couple more too but she's the main one i think the one that right. everybody would know right so I, I don't know some people stick up for him and you know you never know what if if maybe these girls just took it all as tough love you know what i mean took it as like you said, I mean, I remember being in Pop Warner and being drug around by, you know, my coach by my face mask. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Being being sworn at, you know, it's yeah. getting spit in my face and everything. And, you know, I just had to eat that up. If I went crying to my daddy or crying to somebody else, they told me to suck it up. So maybe it's just a different generation now. I but. think it probably is to some extent. But also these are women and women should be treated a little bit differently than, you know, 12 right. through 15 year old boys, right? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, my coaches used to pin us against each other. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was competition. It's how they motivated, right. you know. Right. Now, it sounds like he, it, you know, if this is true, it sounds like a guy's just a jerk. I mean, it's, there's a lot of jerky accusations in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ego and there's a lot yeah. of like, yeah. you know, like you said, flipping tables and yelling and I don't give a fuck about it. And it's like, okay, great. Like, that just sounds like something that you shouldn't be. You know, why you there? Transfer if he's saying that stuff, you know? Yeah. That's your own fault if you're sitting there, you're dealing with that. But, uh, you know, the one thing for me is, you know, was some of the accusations as far as, like, the weird touching and stuff like that. Like, tend to your point when you are, um, you know, a coach 
you know, um, it's not just like for, for guys women, where you a, can do shirts and skins sure. or everyone's just running around right. and you can do whatever. Like there's certain, you know, there's parameters. You can't, yes, there's parameters. Yeah, exactly. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Here. Yes. Yeah. You, um, there's certain things you can't do as a male coach to female athletes and everybody yes. knows those things. And those things are it's obvious when it's an accident or it's obvious when you're doing it on purpose, too, as well. So um, at the end of the day there were obvious things that made them feel uncomfortable and whether they were just not comfortable talking to him about it or if, you know, they went to talk to somebody else and they kind of just didn't do anything about it. You know, again, those are just situations where you got to be able to step up and you got to be able to get yourself out of those situations. You don't, you don't take that abuse and and hurt yourself mentally, you know? Um, And and we could sit here and speculate all day and, you know, I have my thoughts, thoughts on the whole thing but obviously i think we called it you know we knew he was probably going to resign right so the school's going to come to him they're gonna be like look the stuff's gonna looks like stuff might be starting to come out pretty soon okay we're gonna yeah well, to resign. i wouldn't be yes and i wouldn't be surprised if wild hacks like all right this was something this mess was started by daryl gross he didn't finish it he didn't do anything about it this is something that i so i'm going much, to i i inherited inherited this so now everyone that's involved, you're just going to you're I'm just going to erase it. You know, we're going to change the culture. And, you know, that's why, I mean, you know, this interim guy, I don't know how well he's going to do it if they're going to let him play out the season because it's so close to the season. But um, I mean, they got to get a coach. You got to get some type of stability or some type of coach in there, because right now I think a female have... coach might be a good idea at this point. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, at this I mean, point, it's saying. one of those things where, to me, it's it's John Wildhack is the athletic director, so now he gets to, he gets to figure it out. You know what I mean? Like now, this, you know, because he came in and he was successful, so he didn't. He looked at it like, well, there's no reason I ain't got to do anything. I don't have to touch Quentin Hillsman. Everything's good, right? Yeah, all time winning. They, they went to the national women's. championship. Yeah. They lost in it, you know. Uh, they're getting good recruiting classes, but what do I got to worry about, you know. Lo and behold, there's been things that have been hidden and things that started that should have got handled before he even got there. So now that this is there, I'm not going to be surprised if, you know, anybody that's got any accusations, any of this, anything involved with it, and they knew about it and you didn't do something to fix it, you're out and we're going to change the culture and just get this blemish off of, you know. Yeah, um, I'm not going to get caught up in this. There's there's no way, knowing what I know, I'm not going to get caught up in it. And I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but that could have been the I'm motivation. saying well, it's that and detach the school from it, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. Well, because we knew they were going to do that. Yeah, they're all personal things, right? So right. now you, you get rid of the coach, you get rid of these people that they tried to talk to to try to get them to help the situation, get all, you know, everyone that was involved out of there now that's a personal issue you guys can handle in court you don't got to bring up syracuse you don't got to be up in the news or anything right. like that and i mean this day and age too man let's be honest you, you don't you don't have to necessarily do anything to be forced to resign so it's not an admission of guilt no and all you all you have to do is be accused of something you don't have to actually do it because when you're a high profile company or school and you've got a guy that's in the spotlight that's being accused of things. Unfortunately, this is how it goes. So we will wait for the investigation to to come out and we'll figure out or we'll not we'll not. I'm me and Joe aren't gonna figure anything out. 
I'm not figuring anything out. But obviously, once the investigation is done, uh, we'll be it'll be the, the the waters will clear up. It won't be as murky, and you can uh, we can stop speculating, and we'll have some facts. And that's what we're gonna have to wait for, I suppose. So um, this yeah. is why we didn't talk about it in between mentioning it the first time and now, because not only did nothing happen, but I mean we don't know anything, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I just hope you the, the justice is served, and it just it stinks for some of these girls that if they you know did develop um, some mental health issues or you know yeah, some it's... depression issues because of this. And, and again, it's just one of those things where when when things like this happen, you just got to remove yourself from the situation. You got to be strong strong enough to just remove yourself from the situation, even if it's transferring or you know going to somebody else. Um, but you know. They're going to go through the investigation and there's probably going to be settlements and there's this and that. And then it's going to be gone. It's going to be over. But that mental health stuff and depression could follow you a lot longer than that. So, yeah. And that's obviously tragic, if true. And uh, yes. so and, you know, um, we'll just have to wait and see. And hopefully hopefully these girls can get some closure if that's the case from from yes. just having some kind of justice served, like you said. Right. So, and hopefully uh, that helps. Exactly. And, you know, maybe it's not going to, but. Uh, Sorry about the seriousness, it but it's just. Yeah, I I'm know. Well, that's huge... why we didn't lead with this during the day after Bayheim's Army wins the freaking TBT championship. And so that's why we stuck it at the end. If you're still with us, we appreciate it. Also, yeah. I'm beat. I am not going to bleep out any of the swear words. So I guess. Sorry. Jeez. So I guess that is going to be what it is with the swear words. So this will be the first episode with unbleeped swear words, as far as I know. But Bayheim's Army is TBT champions. Yes, sir. 2021. Can't wait till next year. Can't wait till football. We'll be back as soon as we can, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.